Media. Fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Cloudstone Media Podcast Roundtable thing we do here, whatever the name is. Your guys' chat before we go on the air is just completely off the chain. It is. It is. Kenneth, no beard, but I get a fresh cut. Fresh cut. So Scott's got the best hair today. It's just the way it is. Scott's beard is gangster and gone. Sad day. Hey, just just wait around. It'll be back in like five days. Yeah, listen, I, I'm not going to do my hair on when I wake up early and I go to the gym and then just go straight to work. It's just, it's not beneficial to, for the time. I'd rather work out than do my hair. So that's what I'm choosing, peeps. Yep. Not a taxidermy deer. A fresh fade for Scott. There we go. All clean. Fresh shaved about four hours ago for some meetings at work. There it is. Um, so with that, I got to ask you, did you do Chad? No, I didn't do Chad. And here's the reason. Um, my two things have been happening with my body lately. My knees have been bothering me and um, it's been after... I went running and so I didn't want to then go and do a thousand step ups. So I chose not to do that. I have done Chad and I totally support that. I just didn't. And then what had happened was I think I popped a rib. So yeah, so I am getting ready to go on a work trip tomorrow for the rest of the week. So I'm like trying to get into the chiropractor. Um, I think I got an appointment. Um, I did, sorry, I did get an apart, appointment tomorrow morning, so I'm hoping to get an adjustment before I go because I don't want to be out of town like that. Can So you can't breathe deep? It's okay. I can just, when I do breathe deep, I just feel it, like, pinpoint exactly where it is. I mean, it could be muscular. That's fine. But I, I think it was, it happened when I was um, doing heavy, heavy back squats the other day and just, like, bracing because it's, like, right where my belt would have been gotcha so that's what's happening I, uh, I was back and forth on doing chad and uh, my internet is slow um yeah, yeah. so anyway i'm gonna turn off my wi-fi on my phone try to help that out um but anyway so i was back and forth about chad because it doesn't really meet my fitness needs right now. So I, but I was getting some peer pressure from, um, Carolyn Prevo, uh, some other people on the Thursday night show. And so I started, I did just to a step, um, some step ups. I've been also doing, this is my air squat month. So my, 
my legs are fried. I got to 250 and called it. Yeah, it's a lot. And like some, so somebody else. Go ahead. No, no, you. I was going to say, like somebody else said, I, and any time I've ever done Chad, the worst part I experience later is my calves. Um, it's definitely the, um, you know, deloading of the calves that I think is what blows it up. So Corey says, hero odds aren't about your fitness. Here's what happens to Scott. Scott gets in a hero wad, he hurts himself, and then he can't fitness for a week or two, and then I fall behind, um, I fall behind with my fitness. This has been such a struggle for me the last couple of years that I, I just can't take that setback right now. And I have to be smart about what I'm doing so that I don't, I'm, I'm not young anymore. I'm 53 years old. Like I have to be smart about what I'm doing. And I'm not doing this to compete. I'm not doing this to doing that. I'm just trying to get fitter. Sure. Sure. So just wanted to answer that, <clears throat> but I, but I respect what a hero wad is. And I love that people do that. And if you know, my big goal, my goal is to do Murph between Memorial Day and the games without assisted pull-ups. Okay. So that's why I'm doing all these body weight workouts now because I'm trying to increase my volume and capacity on push-ups and squats. And then we're going to start working on pull-ups. So my big goal is a hero wad and it's important to me, but I don't want to lose um, traction in getting there. Yeah, I mean, I probably will hit up Chad at a different time. Like, like I said, just I'm not against doing that. Just at the timing wise, did not feel right with um, my knees bothering me. But I, the um, this I don't know what the right word is. The uh, method I go about it when I do it is I do like 25 box step ups on each corner and just kind of rotate through. Then I, you know, I get to 100. Okay, that's one round, and then I just continue to do that, and that helps my mind feel like I'm doing something different than just repetitive stepping, which it, it is, but yeah. Uh, Jake says, Chad Roulette. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so last week we, we were given a big announcement on the season structure. I do, I've not heard your opinion. I want to give you the floor. If you want me to, I can prompt you on the different aspects as we go through, or you can, I can just let you rip. It's all up to um, you. The first thing I want to say is I'm super annoyed. <laughs> Here's what I'm annoyed about. Um, I, I'm annoyed that every year uh, this is a new thing that we have to figure out. That's what I'm most annoyed about, um, that there's a whole new season, there's a whole new way of qualifying, and that there's a change every year. So... Sure, people are going to come back and say, but it's CrossFit, prepare for the unknown. You have to, you know, always don't specialize. But another huge aspect of CrossFit, consistency. And we don't have consistency in our season. Murph agrees. He's very upset about it. Um, 
I think a lot of people are going to be happier about the, you know, qualifying to get to quarterfinals to the top 25%. Um, I don't think that that does anything for finding the, the fittest, right? I think that's just a way to include more people to do more work that will also benefit financially the CrossFit um, Corporation. Um, so, so I think it, it's in, inclusive of allowing more people to do it, but I don't think it's necessarily, yeah, okay, this is going to help us, you know, find the fittest and that aspect. So those are the two things that are my biggest takeaways from it. Um, the one thing I like was when I was reading about the quarterfinals is that you're going to have a little bit more time to complete that in that window. Because I think there was a lot of complaints about that, but... You, do, you, do you think that one day extra and two and a half times the number of athletes that you could have doing it is enough of uh, giving you extra time? Well, if, if, if I'm only looking at it just as an individual of myself, like if I'm just trying to figure out how to get it in myself, then it's okay. As, a, as an affiliate owner, which I am not, that would be a pain. Um, you know... I, I hate to say it this way, but when I looked at when I looked at it, because my goal is always just to kind of make it to quarters. When I saw it, I thought, okay, well, I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, and that's probably not the effect you would typically be looking for. Right. I I because last year because I knew I was getting close to that um, line with my age group, that I, I really had to work really really hard um, to make it. Um, I was a little bit less stressed already thinking about the season because I've moved up another age division. So I was feeling like, okay, I'll be the youngest now in that age division. But, but yeah, now I kind of looked at it. I was like, oh, okay, well, well you know, okay. Uh, Jake says, one thing I had considered was if any potential semifinalists aren't specialists, they'll suffer massively from the larger numbers in the quarters. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest misstep of this is that you're making the quarterfinals more inclusive, making it harder to test to get you to the semis, which are very exclusive and even more exclusive now that you've taken away 80 spots from North America and 40 spots from Europe or no. 20 and 40, sorry, 20 from Europe, 40 from North America. The programming better be spot on to make sure you're getting the right people, that tiny keyhole that you've left yourself after 25%. Yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of surprised that that's the way they went. Now, for age groups and for teens, for, for teens, I think they they knocked it out of the park the whole season. I think they are appropriately numbered and the way it goes the whole season. I think the teens are set up for success. I think the masters were until you people per division at the games is way too freaking much. And that's 
that's just a spectator nightmare. Not necessarily an athlete nightmare, but a spectator nightmare. It's the elites that from quarterfinals to semifinals is a disaster for, for me in what, what they've designed. And Dave, I watched Dave's Week in Review today, and you'll, you'll happily know that the quarterfinal expansion was not about money. Oh, really? It was not. It was because they heard from people who wanted to continue to participate. So they thought they would expand the quarters. And quarter sounds like 25. So mm. we'll just go 25%. Mm. But it is a lot more money. But it is a lot more money. He, he did say, but it is optional. You don't have it to is. sign. You don't have to pay the money and jump into the quarters That's true. if you don't That's want true. to. But it is a lot more money. Mm -hmm. I think I saw somewhere like, like $3 million more dollars-ish, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey, I just gave you every pertinent piece of that week in review in that synopsis. Unless you want to know more about keto or about his travel plans, that is, uh, that's pretty much all he said. So, <clears throat> but yeah, but he said it wasn't about money. My opinion is just say it's about money. Just say it. Say, hey, we're expanding to three competitions for the games. We need some, an influx of income. We haven't increased your open. That's fair. For since 2011. That's, that's so a fair statement. Make the money for those that want to compete and move on to quarterfinals. You say that ahead of time, it has a completely different context than trying to defend that it's not about money. Right. Right. Because you can ask Scott Radowski, but in sports, whenever they say it's not about money, it's about money. Mm -hmm. It's about the money. <laughs> yeah. So what other big takeaways did you have? Uh, really, I, I feel the worst for the semifinal athletes that we've gotten to know over the last couple of years, because a lot of them, I mean, that's 40 people cut from making it to semis. Mm -hmm. And that's to me where the feeder system is for the games and where you can get to know these athletes early and see them come up through the ranks and make it to the games and now you're cutting that out. And for what? Like, what's the reason behind that? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, there is literally no consistency with the method to get to the games. Yeah. Sanctionals, regionals, semifinals. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm literally sick and tired of figuring it out every year over it, over it. Yeah. I mean, the, the season itself is probably almost similar to last year, other than the numbers, like the 25%. We're going to be pretty much the same other than less people in North America and Europe, more people in Africa and South America get to semis. You, when you look at the standings at the end of the games every year, 
Nobody from Asia makes the first cut. Nobody from Africa makes the first cut. Like, why? Why are we adding more people to that? I just, I'm just, I'm a little just frustrated by it. I was listening to Savon this morning. He had Chris Cooper on from Two Brains Radio. And they brought in this Jay DeCoons to be the affiliate manager who bashed CrossFit five years ago and doesn't have an L1. And Chris Cooper said, if they would have come out and said, hey, and had a video of this guy working out saying five years ago, I thought CrossFit was dangerous, but I started doing it and now I'm addicted. And you put that out instead of, yeah, he doesn't have this and he said this. It's, a, it's just a PR nightmare. Like they could have gotten in front of the narrative. CrossFit is not good at taking control of any narratives. They're letting everybody else say what they want to. They release this information with no context, no backing as to why they're doing it all and saying all you podcasters have a great time figuring this out and bashing us for the next two weeks. And then we'll try to defend ourselves let's once we think people, about it a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's see what people, how people react. And then we'll, then we'll react to that and respond. Right. Instead of being proactive, they're always reactive. Ah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Corey, Jason Smith can't go to the games anymore because he's suspended for four years for PED use. So we have that. So at least we'll get someone new. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts. Again, I've been talking with Stephanie from the Pit Fitness Ranch. I think the teens are in a good spot. Um, I think the masters, they're going to get the right people there now, finally. It's just going to be, can you sit through 400 heats of people doing the same event over and over and over again? Where the teens only have four divisions. They have two age groups, men and women, and that's done. So <laughs> anyway. So one of the other things I had on the thumbnail was we live here in Ohio. You're a big college football fan. You love your Buckeyes. I do. And yeah. there's this big sign stealing thing going on in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And my Penn State and Indian Alliance couldn't even beat a coachless Michigan team this weekend. Probably because they have all the signs. No, I'm just kidding. So my question to you is, Cheating goes on everywhere, right? Whenever there's money involved, people are going to cheat and try to win. How bad do you think the cheating problem is in CrossFit? Just hypothetically. And where do you think people cheat? Oh, I would think it's probably people cheating on entering their scores for, for that aspect. Is that what you're talking about? Like the open or quarterfinals? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you've I got a buddy... Ocean. Okay. Yeah. If you've got a buddy who will validate your score, I'm sure that happens all the time. I'm sure, you know, just to, oh, we, whoops, you know. We, we've had doctored videos. We've had mm -hmm. looped videos. We've had all that kind of stuff. 
people using change plates to do burpee over the bars. Yep. yep. You know, everybody tries to find the way. The one thing I did think about that that's kind of come up, but we never really addressed it directly. And Carolyn Prevo brought this up a lot. When you have people test events and they're from a training camp, you know, they're going back to the training camp and saying, Hey, I tested this for the games. Hey, I tested that. And other people from their camp are probably getting an inkling as to what's going to happen when they get to the games. Yeah. So how prevalent do you think that is? Okay. So we talk about the demo team or just the, the pre-testers before that? Pre-testers. Pre-testers. Now they do sign an NDA. I know. That's why I'm stumped because... I, How, how many pre-testers do you think that there really are? That's very secret. But I know two years ago when I was trying to get guests on mm-hmm. live from, from the games on our Instagram, everybody I talked to seemed to be a tester. So all the semifinal athletes that we had made like mm-hmm. relationships with, a lot of them were pulled in for a week here, week there to do a test. So I think probably double digits. I I don't know what percentage I could say, but I bet it is more prevalent because I bet it's like, oh, well, I'll go tell my training partner because I trust my training partner not to tell that I told this and that will give them a benefit. But then, you know, it spills over to more people just like any kind of good gossip goes. And so I, I bet it's pretty frequent. And I think, I think they tell people they trust and nobody says anything, but when you show up and there's crossover double unders and a handful of the field have beaded ropes ready Mm -hmm. and the rest of them don't. Yeah. That's an indication. Yeah. That's I I hadn't thought about that. I I do feel differently about like the actual demo team. Yeah, because the they're not usually on. I mean, they don't usually know until they're on site unless they were a pretester as well. Yeah. yeah. And I know some people like like Carolyn was the the tester for Rogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's a rule follower. Like right. I could get nothing out of her. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking about with scuds when she was, you know, head of the demo team. Like those are people I think that want to have the integrity of the games as the demo. I, I could see being a pre-tester where you're like, Oh, well, this is what we did, but that's not necessarily going to be what the workout is because right. That there's probably going to make some adjustments. So there's probably less guilt or shame, you know, felt on a personal level if you're sharing that versus, you know, the actual game workouts. And like in our everyday life, like we have a friend, Mike, you know, doggone well, if he's told NDA secret, oh, he will not tell us anything. You will not get a drop out of him. Nothing. Mm-mm. But we have other friends that, you know, Don't you care. push hard enough, you know, 
yeah. you could get out what happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's an interesting concept because I think that's where it's almost more, more when it happens at the games, like that's more detrimental to the sport overall. Yeah. And so what can we do to prevent that? Cause you need high-end athletes to test and it's hard to find people who aren't with a camp or have a group of friends. Yeah. yeah. I guess and going back to what Kenneth says, yeah, it is what it is. Like you can know all about it, but you still have to be able to perform it. And <laughs> I mean, maybe you get more practice if you know about it ahead of time, but. But if you have a beaded rope and others don't, that's a distinct advantage. Okay. So maybe you just say, hey, RX Mark here, bring 30 beaded ropes. So we make sure everybody has one. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, your fitness is your fitness. Right. 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 And I think the equipment aspect of it, we have to be very careful about. This is not where I thought you were going with this whole question, because honestly, I thought that you were going to make a comment about my headphones and how I look like I could be a football coach that was on on the sides given given signs or for the sign stealing. Oh, well, that was good. Or but I know you you're more sophisticated. You would just hold your play <laughs> over you and just talk into the microphone like and this. I would have, I would Nobody have, could read your lips. I would have um, all the Ohio State plays and Ohio State players on a laminated card for the other team to have. I would make it as easy for them as possible to be able to, to steal. You know, in the NFL, that's what they do. They hold their, their play sheet over their mouth yes. so you can't read their lips. Yes. I'm not good at yes. this. Because they have helmets with uh, speakers in them. Right. Which is where we're going to need to go for college football. So college football is doing that for the playoffs. Yeah. And select bowls this year um, and championship games. So I think that's smart. Yeah. Um, but when when I – overall, just from a, a, a sports fan's perspective, when I see how mm-hmm. – little people care about it like players and coaches around the leagues and and stuff like i'm like okay maybe it's not that big of a deal Mm. but it was crazy the lengths they went to do it yeah i think it is a big deal actually yeah i just want jim harbaugh to be the bears coach next year (sighs) whatever you can have him Ooh, what does this say, Kenneth? The T. Kenneth says, James Sprague jumping ship to mayhem? Question mark. Spent a weekend there, says he was just hanging out with friends. You know who else? Go ahead. Emma and Olivia, and they're both in Tennessee. So I wouldn't put it past him to stop and say, hey, he's an extrovert. Got to hang out with his friends. But I thought Emma's coach that she switched to was a brute coach. He switched to Mayhem. Okay, that's what I got confused about because I saw her in the Mayhem videos and I thought, wait a minute, I thought he was a brute. So he he switched to, okay. Yeah, his name's Dom. Okay. And he 
is a devout Christian and he wanted to do more mission work. Mm-hmm. So mayhem and he supposedly the story is he talked to Torres and said, this, this is my calling. And Torres gave him a blessing and said, go, if that's where, what fits better for what you want to do with your life, I completely understand. And, uh, and he did that. And so he's working with mayhem mission coaching there and, and then Emma followed. And so did name the, the teen athletes, male, is it Nate Ackerman? I don't know. I think it is. Nate Ackerman followed them there too. Hmm. No. He's made semifinals the last couple of years, but hasn't made the from teen to elite division quite yet. So, yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, so I'm going to Nashville tomorrow and I'm going to drop in at a place called CrossFit Forte huh. on Saturday. I looked up CrossFit East Nashville, but it's uh, it's just a little bit further away from where I'm at. Plus, there's nobody really going to be there anymore, right, With at East Nashville. Sydney Wells. Right. Haven't heard anything from Will Morad yet. Yeah. yeah. But there's also another, they, when they first started that up down there, they were at another gym that is owned by Jamie. Shoot. He is one of the MFC people. Uh, we've had him on the show. Can't remember his last name all of a sudden. But he has a CrossFit gym down there. That's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, okay. Because I think it's more in the like the downtown area. Yeah, this is, yeah, so I am, so I, there's a conference, that's why I'm going, and I'm speaking um, at this conference, and there's somebody else from our gym who's also in um, early childhood who um, is also speaking at this conference. So then her um, husband is coming to Nashville because he's turning 50 and some other friends, so we're going to kind of hook up um for some celebrations and I said I would go drop in the gym with them but also I'll have you know the place I'm staying has a fitness center and you know I will use it have you been to Nashville lately I went a couple years I want to say like five or six years ago for a wedding uh, my cousin lives there. And then I'm actually going back in February for a girl's trip. Charlie's wife is turning 40, and we're going to celebrate that. So Nash Vegas, the, the John Deere's pulling the hay wagons around full of beer? I mean, the benefit is, listen, there's a lot more hipsters than I really realized with the, when I went the last time. But there is still a lot of country music, and I am actually not a country fan at all. But I can I can listen to uh, I can listen to live music and have a good time no matter what. Like I love a guitar and sitting down in a cool environment. So, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Kid Rock's because uh, you get a little mix of both country and stuff. Yeah. But, um, See, I like folk 
So that's why, like, if I'm a huge Chris Stapleton fan, but I will not claim that he is a country singer like, because I think he's more soul and folk and James Free. Okay. Jamie but, Free. It's CrossFit trivia. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But my son will argue that I'm incorrect, but I get to decide what I think. So one funny story, and then we'll, we'll get off for the day. Okay. Um, and this is for Corey. So last time I was in Nashville, well, next to last time I was in Nashville, was when regionals were there. Oh, yeah. And I was judging. And one of the people we went with had to be rushed to the hospital. And I had to get in the ambulance and go with them. Does it start with an R? <clears throat> uh, yes. Okay. Now I'm remembering now. Okay. So I'm in the ambulance and the ambulance driver is telling me that he had a hell of a night because this bridal shower full of people from Louisiana were on that John Deere hay wagon thing. And it got into a car accident and flipped over. Oh, my gosh. And he's trying to assess these Cajun women who are drunk. But he can't understand them? Talking at a 1,000 miles an hour. He's like, ma'am, are you okay? And he'd be like, he's like, what? He said it took them forever to figure out who was hurt, who wasn't hurt, because they could not understand the women. Oh my gosh. They I believe sounded it. like the defensive coordinator in the water boy. <laughs> I like that visual. So it was just a funny story. Um, and what a day. Gosh, I had to go in a damn ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. And missed a whole event that I was supposed to be on the A team for. Mm. But it's hard. It's hard being a good friend. friend. Was okay. Yeah. So, uh, Corey says drunk Cajun women are hard to understand. That's a fact. So, well, that's all I got today. Um, well, good luck, safe travels. Thank you. We're cleared for landing. <laughs> You'll have to let us know. Um, how the drop-in went and how the partying went okay in nashville okay and we will see you back here next monday afternoon on the clydesdale media round table bye guys c4 energy extend and cellucor are delivering the most effective best tasting and highest quality products for you Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.